to the Legacy Music Hour. My name is Brent Weinbach. I am Rob F. Switch. And um, this is the video game music podcast featuring only video game music from the third and fourth generation of video games. And this is episode 170. Inching closer and closer to 200. To our 200 year anniversary. So, um, before we get to um, this month's episode, uh, just a few things at the top of the show, top of the show business. Um, first of all, I wanted to apologize about the last episode, our um, best of year in review, episode 169. I was listening to the episode and I just felt that in the beginning of the episode, I just sounded so boring and I wanted to apologize to everybody for being so boring in the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, you agree, Rob? Well, listen, I'm just, I'm all for you apologizing. That's what I'm all for. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was very informative, but I'm glad you apologized. <laughs> okay. So you, you don't support the notion that I was boring. You just support the idea that I'm apologizing. I, I support your apology, yes. You support my giving nature. Yes. I'm all in favor of that. Okay. I, I actually thought it was informative, but okay, um, so you, apology you, accepted. So you're saying no apology necessary, but apology accepted. Oh, I'll t- I'm glad. It's a bonus. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just, I was listening to the episode and I just was thinking to myself, oh, God, so boring. Anyway. All right. That's that. Um, I wanted to make... I wanted to address, I mentioned uh, at one point how people should skip the first 50-something episodes and just go right into episode 56. Yes. And so many people have responded saying, well, the first 50 episodes are good. You should still listen to them. And, um, well, first of all, thank you. Second of all, yeah, I guess so. So, do what you want. You know, it's your your life. (laughs) I, I mean, I just, I think that, you know, things just start to get, everything starts to gel better in, in, in the mid fifties, but, um, you know, and I, and I think I made the suggestion before that you could start in the episode 56 or so, and then work your way through the whole show and then, then start back up from episode one and see what the first 50 were like now knowing that, that the show gets better. Um, but, um, but you know what, whatever, just do what you want. I guess listen to the first 50 50 something episodes, but keep in mind that the show becomes more and more refined as as the years go on. Um, I wanted to also mention, I've said this on other episodes, but um, comments, emails, all all the ways that you um, contribute uh, thoughts and questions and stuff to us, we read them all. Um, We may not respond to everything, But um, we do read them all, and so totally feel free to keep commenting and uh, questioning and sending emails or comments or whatever, Um, even comments on old episodes, um, even comments on the oldest episode. We still see all of them. So um, I just wanted to mention that if you do decide to comment on something, it's not in vain. Somebody will, will look at it, see it somehow, and I think the other users will too. Um, 
we got a package from user Andy. Um, and um, Rob, do you want to describe what was in that package? The package was NBA Jam and David for, Robinson's Supreme Basketball for the Sega Genesis. Both for the Genesis, right? And thank you so much for that package. It's very much appreciated. I like it a lot. And yeah, I um, I I wanted to. I hope it's okay. I think it's okay to read. He sent a note actually along with the package. Um, and I thought that maybe we could read this note real quick. Yeah. I mean, right it's a nice message, I think. I hope it's okay. I hope it's not... I hope I'm not putting uh, Andy's um, sentiments on blast, but um, he wrote... Andy wrote, uh, Thanks for continuing to do the show, Brent and Rob. I listened to the older episodes approaching... Uh, episode 100 this week on my commute to and from work and all the great tracks and your enthusiasm for them inspired me I'm a musician though it's not how I make my living but the Legacy Music Hour has motivated me to change that in 2007 and 8 I was the most successful I had been in music I was partially living in LA when I was asked to begin writing for Michael Jackson's comeback album and the group I was in there had played its first show to a sold-out crowd in a large-capacity theater in my home state of Colorado. The short of it is that it felt really phony, and that's not how I wanted to lead my music career or my life. So I quit music, got really disillusioned, and played a lot of video games to feel better. A friend turned me on to LMH in 2011 or 12, and I dipped my toe in some interesting episodes before going full bonk the last year or so. All these awesome tracks and the fans of them are so remo removed from the vibe of music scenes I've known that I started to play around with composing VGM tunes as if I were composing for real games. I'd make up game titles and write a few tracks to match what I thought they'd be like. I recently showed some of my work at an indie developer meetup in Dallas, where I live now, and got some good reactions from it. So thanks, Rob and Brent, and everyone involved in the LMH empire. I've rediscovered what I love about making and listening to music, and found a way to marry it with who I am. A big video game fan and lover of fine music. Thank you both for introducing me to myself again, and for bringing Thunder Force 4 and Puyo Puyo Sue into my life. What music? I also got really into Yellow Magic Orchestra per Brent's recommendation. Thanks for that too. They're now an important group to me. Really interesting stuff. I salute you both, Andy. At ease, Andy. At ease. <laughs> I mean, he's saluting us both. <laughs> You've done very well there, soldier. Dipping your toe... And then go in full bonk. I love that. Yeah. So um, there's there's a lot of users out there that are just full bonk, and once you go bonk, you, can, you don't you, go back. You don't go back. Yeah. Once you go bonk, you don't go back. Yep. <laughs> or, or once you go bonk, you don't go bank. <laughs> yeah, something like that, right? Well, anyway, Andy. Uh, yeah, at ease to you. To second that, at ease. At ease to you and. From the Legacy Music Hour to you, we salute you. 
Paradise. All right. Um, and finally, I wanted to mention um, or talk a little bit about uh, being in Portland uh, a couple weeks ago. I was there with Rob, and we had our a little um, did a little video game music DJ set at um, the uh, w- one of the after parties for the Portland Retro Gaming Expo at Ground Control, the arcade. And um, Rob and I, well, I'll speak for myself. I had a ton of fun. I, I had so much fun doing that. I just, um, I'm whenever I think about what was going down at Ground Control that night, I just, I, I puts a smile on my face. Rob, it was amazing. I'm gonna save my stories for when I'm in the when I get in the mood for the music, when the music hits me in this episode. But let me just say, it was very. Very fantastic to see you in Port Town. Yeah, and it was a nice reunion of the Double Dragon twins. And also, not just that, but there were some users there, and um, people were dancing, and it was fun. We there were some good tracks, and you know what? I actually had some technical difficulties with some of the tracks. Some of the tracks were just weren't playing correctly, and um, it's it's not an interesting story about why that was the case, but. Um, even uh, despite those technical difficulties, there was just a lot of fun, a lot of good dancing and good moves, and yeah, just a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, anyway, thank thank you for for those of you who were around to be a part of that, and um, it was a lot of fun. Okay, well, let's go get into the episode. Um, this is episode one hundred and seventy, like I mentioned, and we're doing uh, yet another free play. This is free play twenty two, and. Um, Episode 170, that means that, I guess, um, Rob, I think you're first, I guess, right? Uh, yes, and I am, I believe I am Tetris ready. So, <laughs> Oh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, do you want to explain that? <laughs> let, me, let me get into this track, and okay. then I'll explain how yeah. I am uh, Tetris ready. <laughs> well, I am Tetris ready, so... <laughs> I would like to start off with Tecmo World Wrestling. And for any users out there that are thinking, which episode should I start with? Start with professional wrestling. Start with our professional wrestling episode. Hmm. I think there are some great tunes and some fantastic banter mm-hmm. between uh, my Double Dragon brother and myself. So here is a track from Tecmo World Wrestling. Unknown.
Nintendo Entertainment System. That track is unknown from the game Tecmo World Wrestling. Composers Keiji Yamagishi, Mayuku Okamura, Hiroshi Miyazaki, and Mitsuhito Tanaka. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that episode was 89. Yes, 89. You said Jump. 79, I think? No. no, I didn't say anything. Oh, I just okay, said yeah. pro wrestling. Yeah. But 89 is a, that's a very fun episode. Yeah. Some good tracks, now, definitely. This is a good track for. Ta, 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 ta. That beginning is so good. You want to hit it? The beginning? Here we go. Here we go. Well, this is Ooh. not totally the beginning, there's another part of it. That, hit, hit the, there's, the, there's another the part beginning. that doesn't repeat, actually. You want the, the true beginning? The true beginning. See, there's no drums yeah. right now. Ooh. And the drums come in. So here comes the drums. That beginning, it sets me up, and then I feel like I've been suplexed off the top rope. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the Tetris World Championships. Okay, yeah. And we we were there. We saw that live at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Yes. It was fantastic. It was so much fun to watch. Yeah, it was fun. And th- these guys, th- the way they were playing Tetris, it was... It was a work of art. It was they were they were artists just mm. painting with these Tetris blocks. Truly remarkable. The, the great thing about the World Championships is they had a live commentator, <laughs> and the live commentator. There were two two live commentators actually. Oh, were there two? Are, yeah, are there you, were. Uh, I think there were. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. They were. They were talking to each other. But for those Tetris players out there, you'll know that when you line up the blocks in a certain way and you're just waiting for that line for the Tetris you know what that looks like so the, the when the two competitors were playing in the finals they were displaying their games on a, on a big screen via projector and when the blocks were lined up and they were waiting for the line the, the commentators would say okay Jonas is now Tetris ready <laughs> and they just kept referring to that being Tetris ready. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He he is now Tetris ready. Okay. He's in. <laughs> it's like, all right. He just needs that block in. Okay. He's got that block in. He is now Tetris ready. Or then they would use it as a as a measurement. You know. So they would say, "Oh, Quaid is down by a Tetris and a half," <laughs> which would mean six lines, but it's a Tetris and a half. Yeah. Or he's down two Tetrises. <laughs> I just like how they just incorporated that, and yeah. they were they, they were just they were real serious about it. I, I yeah, I, I particularly really liked it when they were said, "Okay, he is now Tetris ready." Or oh, another thing would be um, when it would change colors to another level. They'd say, "Okay, he's getting ready to transition." Transition. <laughs> 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 They'd be like, "Okay," yeah. and Jonas is now getting ready to transition. You know, like the transition would be going into the next level. You know. <laughs> Well, they would start at, at level 18, I think. And, um, you know, you play, I guess you do 100, 180 lines. And, or I guess once you hit 
190 lines, then it transitions into level 19, finally. So they start at a really high speed and then have to, you know, go up to, uh, to the, you know, to, to transition. To transition, they have to hit how many lines that they would do normally if they started from level zero. And so, yeah, that was always funny, transitioning. Yeah. And what was really great was when the two competitors, when it looked like they were getting into trouble. Yeah. And they worked out of it, and then they would score a Tetris. Yeah. The crowd erupted in applause. I mean, that, well, it was great. I mean, yeah, they would... One false move, especially those high speeds, you're just... You're so dead. I mean, just... If you get a bad... If you play, you know, have a bad move, it just... It messes up everything, and the pieces just start coming down. It gets real messy. But if you're able to just clear that and think quickly and just clear, clear all that mess, wow, you know, it, it, it just... Even when they didn't get Tetrises after clearing the mess, even just kind of clearing the mess and getting it back down to a low level of bricks, I mean, that would get an it, applause, you know? The crowd was almost in unison because yeah. everyone understood what was happening. So it was almost like watching a sporting event uh, and watching, you know, Hulk Hogan hit a leg drop. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And just everyone cheers. You get it. Well, it's, it's kind of funny because you actually identified a heel and a is it a hero would be the opposite of a heel yes you seem to identify that between the two final finalists actually yeah well you know what i i really like jonas and i think he's good for the championship i think he's really good and he's going to wear the crown well and i thought his opponent quaid he's been hey, wearing the crown by the way well yeah exactly i think he's good and yeah. I think Quaid is a he's a youngster trying to make a name for himself and his time is not he's not ready yet and yeah he's he's a little more of the he's 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 rock and roll he's brash he's he's this new wave of of classic gamer you know what I'm saying I think he's in it for the for the glory and for the for the flash you know mm -hmm. whereas Jonas Jonas is pure Mm -hmm. But on that note, on that note, <sighs> sure, Tetris is difficult and all, and it's a great game, and I'm glad that Jonas is the champion. I wonder how good he is at Street Fighter 2. <laughs> I wonder uh, how good he is at Street Fighter 2. So, well, I don't think he's making any claims or anything. So. Well, uh, <laughs> well, I'm making a claim. <laughs> uh -huh. And as the... Reigning LMH champion. Oh, could you could you start that track at the beginning? Because this is gonna this is gonna be the music to my challenge. All right. You're not the reigning champion, by the way. But okay, uh, well, LMH champion. I I, I, am, I, I beat you. I, I beat you on a well. I beat you unofficially actually at some on some stuff. It wasn't being documented, it but I wasn't sanctioned. Yes, on it was. Street Fighter Alpha. It, it was, was no, Fighter no. Alpha. It was. I beat you on a regular machine actually. Um, not regular Street Fighter Two. It was. I do remember beating you, and I was like, oh, I wish somebody could see this right now but anyway you ready for this but all what? right look let's just say officially let's say official i am the, the it's the reigning undisputed official champion yeah all right here we go you ready yeah jonas tetris champion the official lmh street fighter 2 champion is calling you out and challenging you to a street fighter 2 duel you name the place, and I'll be there. Tetris, that's child's play. 
Street Fighter 2. It's a Warriors game. Hey, challenge is out there. I put it out there. If he wants to take it, all right. If anyone out there knows Jonas, call him. Well, Let him know. I mean, wow, you really, you're kind of making yourself like the heel here, I guess, right? Well, no, not the heel, but I got him trying to make a name for, you know, myself here. I'm just thinking Tetris is moving those blocks is, is pretty, it's pretty challenging, but, you know, moving my, my foot into somebody's throat, that's challenging too. Well, we got uh, Rob F. Swish, Switch Unleashed right now. Yeah. That's the pro wrestling music. Rob F. Unleashed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, all right. Nice work, Rob. You're, uh, hopefully you get some, uh, get some buzz off it, buzz (laughs) off of that, that, uh, trash talking. Well, let's see. (laughs) Um, I, you know, that was a Tecmo world wrestling. I actually have something Tecmo related to talk about, but I'll get in my track first and then talk about it. Uh, remind me to talk about something Tecmo related. Okay. Okay. So uh, for my first track, I'm going to play something from a game. I think I mentioned on the last episode, um, Crystallis, which I I beat. Um, I, I I think I beat about a month ago when we, re- we recorded the last episode, and um, so it was sort of fresh in my head then. But um, it was a pretty neat uh, action adventure kind of action role role playing game for the Nintendo Entertainment System and um the um music is by Yoko Osaka who is credited uh, as Yoko O and the track we're going to hear is Tower in the Sky and this is um uh pretty late into the game uh, kind of the last area of the game and um yeah I this I I enjoyed this game I thought I thought it was really good and uh, I'd never Never played it at all, ever, until um, very recently. So this is music from Crystallis for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Music from Crystallis for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Music by Yoko Osaka. This is Tower in the Sky. And, um, yeah. Um, but, um, okay, going back to the Tecmo thing, right? Um, oh, don't forget to talk about some Tecmo stuff. Oh, thank you. Um, about the Tecmo thing, um, well, actually, hold on. There's this one part of this track that I really like. I want to point it out, actually. It's coming up right here. Um, 
like this part a lot right here. Yeah, I like that part a lot. Whatever. It's just a, you know. Anyway, um, Tecmo. Um, so, I think I mentioned it on the last episode that I acquired Fire and Ice, finally, for the Nintendo Entertainment System, which is a Tecmo game. And um, just to give everybody an update if they're interested, um, I, I haven't had a ton of time to play it, but um, I am through uh, the f first 90 uh, levels, and so I think I have 10 more to go. I think I'm on the final world, and um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's great. It's a great puzzle game. It's really a lot of fun, and um, I'll say it's not as... It's not as hard as um, Sute Hakun, which is uh, another puzzle game. But um, it's, yeah, some some levels have got me stuck for a while. You know, they're pretty challenging. But overall, it's not as, I mean, after playing Sute Hakun, I mean, that's just, that game is just so, that some of those levels are so challenging. And um, the game is kind of similar to a game like that, actually. But anyway, yeah, it's a good game, though. It's, it's, it's really fun, um, okay. uh, these puzzle games. Fire and ice. So anyway, I'm I'm close to beating it. I think got ten more levels. I think, but anyway, yeah. Um, I think that's it. Moving on. Moving on. I have a game here we haven't heard from in about two years, Brent. Okay. Thunder Force 4. Okay, Lightning Force. Sega Genesis. It's nighttime right now. I think this song is very appropriate. Silvery Light of the Moon. Silvery Light of the Moon. Hmm. Lightning Force. Yeah, the uh, composer on that is Toshiharu Yamanishi. And uh, that's the normal ending. Did you hear that, that bass at the end? I love the end. Uh, this, I like this track a lot. Yeah, this is great. Um, the end, that end part, though, is so. It's actually kind of elevator y at the end, actually. I like that. This is a smooth, smooth track. 
I love the end, though. Watch this. It's coming. Comes, I think. Great. That's great. I love that, actually. I love that. I love that. I love the, the just the, the bass is a slap bass situation, and the I, I just love the synthesizers on that. It just sounds so... It's, it sounds jazzy and elevatory, actually, if you ask me. Yes. It's like smooth elevator music. Good. All right, yeah. All right, so um, I'm going to move on to Little Samson. Um, this We heard from this game, uh, we've heard from it throughout the years, but most recently on the Nintendo Power episode. And um, we'll hear from it again now. Uh, the music here is composed by Kazuhide Sasuga and Yukimari. This is a Nintendo game. And um, we're going to hear the track uh, Dragon's Theme. Dragon is one of the characters, I think. Um, we, we played this together, this game, at one time at our friend's house. And mm-hmm. it was, that was a lot of fun. Um, do we, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, how we were yelling things out. You know, use mouse. Use mouse. Remember that? <laughs> That's right. That was so funny. But I don't know if we talked about it. But there's, there's, a, char- there's a mouse character in it. And we're kind of just yelling out. You can change into into oh, the different characters and the heart parade. Yeah, the, the well, hearts give you life or something like that. And there was at one point there was all these hearts. Well, it was the opposite of of uh, boss parade because I think there is a boss parade in the, in the game. There is a point. boss parade. There's yeah. a boss parade, and then then when we we beat the game t- all together, and it gets really emotional at the in, during the end. And then we were kind of saying it's an emotion parade. So first there was a boss parade, and then there was an emotion parade because it gets really emotional. The ending's really kind of. Um, I don't know. It's kind of sad, the ending or something like that. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, well, perhaps when you listen to this track, you'll have your own uh, emotion parade. Uh, it's not that emotional of a track, but um, well, maybe the emotion will be just uh, joy. And it's kind of upbeat. Dragon's Theme from Little Samson for the Nintendo Entertainment System here on the Legacy Music Hour. Samson from composers 
Kazuhide Sasuga and Yukimari. This is Dragon's Theme. This track to me sounds so 1980s to me. Even though it's from the early 90s, it's just so... I don't know, it's just, this is just a classic 80s sound to me. Right here, this. I think it's because the... Um, kind of the bass line a little bit and just... I don't know. That chord progression of just um of it being a major chord and then going a whole step down and doing a major chord if you do it like that with that kind of bass line that just sounds 80s to me yeah By the way, th- this game is very expensive, but our friend um, got the Japanese version, which is called Lickle, I think it's called, or something like that. I think it's called Lickle, I think. Or Sickle, or something like that. Okay. Lickle or Sickle, or something like that, you know what I'm talking about? Anyway. Uh, so that that's much cheaper, the, the Japanese version. I will be moving on to another game we haven't heard from for, for a while. Cheeky Cheeky Boys. Boys. They're back. <laughs> and they're, they're cheekier than ever. <laughs> Round three, ending one is the name of the track. Cheeky Cheeky Boys. 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 <laughs> Excuse me, I misspoke. Ending one, not round three, ending one. I just misread it. Doesn't that sound a little off to you? I mean, but it's part of the song. Yeah, I like it. Sounds kind of flat or something. I think this is what it sounds like when I try to sing a song. Uh-huh. It's kind of off, but still beautiful. So this is the track of the common man. <laughs> it's the song of the common boy. Oh, the common boy, yeah. Common boy. I wonder if... um, I think this will work, but I, I wonder if... Because we said boy at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I wonder if the recording will end up 
sounding like we said it at the same time. You know, I think it will. It'll sound like chicky. It'll sound like chicky 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 boy boy. Right. Something like that. sound like this: chicky 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 boy boy. Right or something like that. Um, by the way, the uh, I don't know if you mentioned. I don't think you mentioned the composer, but the composer is Hiromitsu Takaoka, who's credited as Hifumi, and uh, it was arranged for the Genesis by Junichi Ueda or Junchan. This is a, a port, an arcade port. on to the game Gargoyles Quest 2 The Demon Darkness for the Nintendo Entertainment System this is music by Yuki Iwai uh, also known as Yuki Satomura and um, we're going to hear Heg- uh, I don't know if this is Hegate's Cave or Hegate's Cave H e c a t e. I'm gonna say he or he kates. No, I just said he gates. I meant he kates. He kate. He kate's cave or he kates. He kates or he kat. He kat's cave. How about he kat? Does that work? He kat's cave. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Hmm. Oh, I'll talk about this game. This game relates to our a little. Portland adventure a little bit. I'll I'll um, talk about it when we are listening to the track. So this again, this is Gargoyle's Quest Two: The Demon Darkness. from Gargoyle's Quest 2, The Demon Darkness, music by Yuki Iwai. This is um, Hikat's Cave, or Hikate's Cave. Um, yeah. I love this part right here. This part right here. because it's um i don't know the mode that that's in sounds really good i don't know it sounds like some kind of lydian type of situation or mixolydian kind of situation i I don't know but there's something about it i I think it's got that uh sharp fourth 
sound, you know? You know what I mean? <laughs> this part right here. Hmm. Just hitting those notes for me in a very sharp, sharp fourth kind of way, you know? I, th I think. You know what I mean? Think. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I'm just guessing. You know, it seems like it's a sharp fourth situation. I like it. It's good. It's just. It kind of takes me to, like, takes. <laughs> I was gonna say it takes me to ecstasy. <laughs> oh. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't really mean it like that. But, but what I mean is, is like, okay, watch. Listen to this. It sounds good. It's it just. It kind of hits the right notes there for me. You know. I guess it's right here. Right here, takes it up. Something about that part right there kind of hits my spot right there. You know hits what I mean? that B spot. It hits my hits my B spot. That's my bonk spot. Now that part's bonk to me though, definitely. Yeah, this track's got it going on for me a little bit. I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. It's kind of got it going on for me. time, right? Here we go. So, something about that part just sort of, I don't know what it is, but it's kind of mystical to me, you know? Kind of hits me in a mystical kind of B spot, you know? all mystical and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, I forgot to say, hold on, I'm sorry, I, I was going to talk about this this game real quick, about the Port Portland Retro Gaming Expo when we were, when we were out there. Yeah. Um, I just forgot to mention, uh, so, you know, I was looking, this is a game I was looking for, I, I still am looking for, but it was a game I was looking for at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. And, you know, I'm willing to get this game for 50 or $55 or something like that. Because it goes for that on eBay sometimes, you know. And um, I found one vendor selling it for $90, and the lowest they would go is 80 And I just thought, mm-mm, that ain't going to work, you know. But uh, it brings to mind um, our little kind of um, presentation that we were putting on when we were looking for games. Well, which one? Well, the one, the Serious Buyer one. Oh, right, the hard sound, you're the Serious Buyer. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, talk about that. Well, we would go around and I would tell the vendors that I have a Serious Buyer to who's interested in some games. And then the vendors would say, oh, okay, well, what are you looking for? <laughs> and then you would name the game, which was a very hard to find game. And then they would say, well, I don't know. And then you just pull out your wad of cash. Well, I would just pull out a $5 bill and just say, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I got five on Gargoyle's Quest. I'll give you five, I'll give you $5 and I'll throw in, I don't know, some kind of free book thing we got too. Yeah. I mean, we were just kind of doing it as a gag, you know, but um, actually there was a lot of gags happening that day. Yeah. Rob was putting quarters on everything. I'll tell that story in the next Okay, okay, in the next, okay, in the next round. <laughs> but yeah, they they 
he was all acting like I was a serious buyer, and then I just make a really bad offer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I am Tetris track ready. <laughs> I I would like to go. You could just say you're you're track ready. Track ready. It sounds like you're not track ready to be but, honest. You're all, you're you're saying I'm track ready, and then you you're you're saying Tetris uh, I'm, Tetris track. You th- you you sound like this. I'm I'm Tetris track ready. I would like to go. Mm, it's it sounding like you're not ready, actually. <clears throat> or maybe you're just, maybe you're transitioning. <laughs> <laughs> Contra hardcore. Ooh. Ooh. Contra <clears throat> hardcore. Which, uh, first of all, the inter- the spelling of contra hardcore is very interesting. Because you think it's hardcore, like, <laughs> this is hardcore, C-O-R-E. This is hardcore music or hardcore action. Right. But it's... Or hardcore um B spot, it's the C O R P S, like the Marine Corps. So yeah, yeah, that's right. This is the hardcore. This is the hard group. Uh, yeah, it's it's a play on words. The hardcore blues is the name of the track. Yeah, I know this track. I, you know, this is a track. I'm glad you're playing this track because this is a track that I had selected, um, you know, years ago, and I never really played. Got an opportunity to play it on the show, and so now you are. So that's good. Sega Genesis Contra Hardcore The Hardcore Blues
or blues. Yeah, um, there, there's a lot of composers on this game, by the way, and uh, we can just make it easy on ourselves and say it's Konami. So good. This is cocktail chill music. Chill, lounge chill music. Yeah. Chill you know, core music. I, it's also got that Taco Bell influence, too, a little bit. Oh. You know what I mean? Can you hear that? Here we go. That's a, that's a little bit of that Taco Bell influence, yeah. Taco Bell right there. Stopped by the air police. Just, just chill at the same time. <laughs> it makes you want to run for the border and chill at the same time. Yes. Oh, so I wanted to talk uh, about that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, the gag. Uh, quarter issue. <laughs> the quarter issue. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it. I I, I kind of wanted to call it ar- ar- arcading. Okay. Yeah. I, I was arc- I was arcading. Yeah. So everybody knows. Any self-respecting arcade gamer knows. If someone's playing Street Fighter Two, and you go and you put your quarter up, or Tetris by Tengen, you put your quarter up on the screen. You're up. You're up next. Right. You're up next. So. The first thing I noticed was that there was someone playing Pong. They had the actual arcade Pong. Well, okay, yeah, right. We'll back that up a little bit. I mean, what the first mean? the first thing you noticed was somebody using an ATM. I think, right? Well, I, I that's where I got the idea, but I wanted I want to do it like this. I'll tell okay. that after. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So after we came up with the idea, when we saw these two people playing Pong, I went up and I put my quarter on the Pong screen. Yeah. And it was a real two, pong. It was a real it, pong. Yeah, they were too. real playing real pong. And it was funny it was funny because they didn't know what I was doing. They they just looked at me. Did you see that? Yeah. So, we took it a step further and they had these self-serve slushy machines where you just walked up to the the machine and they had different colors. If you wanted the red slushy or the blue slushy, so I waited. Also, also someone, known as different flavors, actually. <laughs> I waited until someone was at the slushy machine. Then I went up and I put my quarter on the slushy, on the slushy case, the it's glass a, case. It's, it's funny you call them slushies. They were slurpees, straight up slurpees. Sl- slur- okay, slurpee slushy. <laughs> and then it was funny that one guy he tried to, he tried to put his cup under, and I said, "Hey, I got next. I got next." <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, that that was really funny. 
So then, <laughs> then um, can, can, oh, I just, yeah, I, can I just say that the original idea came from the ATM machine, which is funny that someone was using an ATM and then you put a quarter on the ATM screen <laughs> to say that you're next. That's next. how the original idea came up. <laughs> And that's really funny that it's an ATM that someone's doing their private business, put, you know, withdrawing money or putting their passcode, you know, password in, and you're putting your quarter on their screen. <laughs> oh, he did, we I didn't did, find anybody for that, but yeah, I uh, I did it on the the cash register at the concession stand. Yeah, I put the quarter on the cash register, and someone tried to pay for their food, and I said, "Oh no, 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 I got next." I got next. <laughs> And they looked really confused and walked away. And the cashier, did, she didn't like that. She didn't like that at all. But the topper, the topper, the topper bread, was oh boy, this is something. Uh, there was this woman standing in line. She wasn't in line. She was walking she, around. No, no, she was standing in line with those two guys. Oh, oh. And she had a baby stroller. And I just walked up and I put the quarter on the baby stroller, as if to say he's got next on the baby <laughs> stroller, or he's got next on the baby, you know. I go, yeah, well, I had next on something. He has next on either just, the baby or the stroller. I, I, so, yeah. I just wanted to call dip. I called dibs, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I got next. I got next. Now, it's funny. She didn't notice the, the quarter being there. And, um, yeah. I mean, he did it pretty stealthily, but then a new challenge arose. Yeah, I, well, I had to get my quarter back. It's for Rob to get the quarter back without her noticing. <laughs> and how did that go down? Well, I thought I had the moves, but it looks like I'm not solid snake-esque with my stealth. Uh-huh. You know, maybe I should have put a cardboard box over my head. Maybe I should have done that. Well, did she did definitely seem to notice. You, you actually did a pretty good job, but she did seem, she seemed to notice that something happened. There was something yeah. up. And what was funny was that you just <laughs> kept walking away and you didn't come back. Because I think you were kind of scared to kind of you know, uh, you know about what she might say or yeah, she might tell or something like that. You know, I mean, there, there was a real baby. There was a baby in the dra- baby stroller. Just to clarify, <laughs> just to either reiterate or clarify, there was actually an actual real baby in the stroller. So it was a little bit risque, you know. Well, I'm calling. I'm, I'm calling that move arcading. So if you wanna, if you wanna go arcading, you know, why don't you? You should try it sometime. Arcading is when you just put your quarter up on something and you'd say you got next. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did it on some magazines also. Someone was reading a magazine and then you put a quarter <laughs> on the magazine. Yeah. That was funny. And, yeah. All right. Anyway, that was funny. There were some hijinks that, that day. We shot a video of this stuff, by the way. This video will come out eventually of Rob. Uh, oh, I was going to call it quartering, arcading. All right, I'm going to move on to a Game Boy game. A lot of 8-bit stuff this episode, actually. Well, at least on my end. All my tracks have been 8-bit and a little bit of yours as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to move on to Game Boy game, Metroid 2, Return of Samus. This is music by Ryoji Yoshitomi. And we're going to hear Surface of SR388. It's the main theme. And I learned about this track from the VGM Jukebox podcast hosted by um, the Legacy Music Hour Zone staff member, um, Emily, and um, and uh, prolific contributor of VGM karaoke tracks to the Legacy Music Hour, um, Josh. 
otherwise known as Sentimental in San Gabriel. And um, so I, I learned about this track from their podcast, and um, I think their the podcast website is uh, the vgmjukebox.com, I think. I, I don't know. I got to double check that. Actually, you just Google the VGM Jukebox, and you'll, you'll, you'll find the site. And um, anyway, this is a really cool track, and I didn't know about it until hearing it on their show. So Metroid 2, Return of Samus. This is the main theme. From Metroid 2, Return of Samus, music by Ryoji Yoshitomi. And this is um, the main theme, Surface of SR388. And uh, I, I really love this track. It's so... I don't just... I don't know. It reminds me of um, just uh, 70s electronic music. So good. so good right there. I love that. It reminds me of Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> really? Why? There's a scene where the nerds enter the talent competition. Oh, and they and do they it. play music. Oh, the song, yeah, with the violin. That violin solo at the very end of that. Uh-huh. Oh. 
I love the... If you listen to the drums, too, they're really cool, too, you know? Right, here, check this out. Oh, I love that in the beginning, by the way. But, by the way, Ryoji Yoshitomi, um, I think, is a protege of Hirokazu Tanaka. But listen to, the, listen to what the drums do. that it went like like chugga 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 and then it has this I don't know there's this sort of like extra beat in there now this track this track is so good actually I, I think I listened to the uh, Metroid 2 soundtrack before but I must have just overlooked this or something because this is a great track I love it it's kind of it's got a real just nostalgic feel to it, it kind of reminds me of my grandma's house Grandma? No, I'm just yelling that out. <laughs> Why don't we move on to Super Spike V-Ball? Yeah. Yeah, this is a great soundtrack. Yeah. Remember this game? Yes, yeah, by mm. the composer of uh, Double Dragon, actually. Of the Double Dragon Twins fame. USSR. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the track? I, yeah, okay. Also, the name of Zangief's Homeland. Nintendo Entertainment System, Super Spike, V-Ball. Kazunako Yamane. Not, 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 oh, Kazunaka. That's what I said. That's like some, that's like some Kiji Kurndo. I said Kazunaka. No, you said uh, Kazunako. I said Kazunaka. <laughs> okay. Because I was transitioning into Yamane. <laughs> oh, you were, tra- you were, you were getting, you were getting ready to transition? Yes. <laughs> Kazunaka Yamane. You were Yamane ready. <laughs> you were getting Yamane. You were transitioning to be Yamane ready. You ready? 
Sometimes Yamani I do. Rede. Sometimes when I people ask me about you, I say, "Yeah, I know Brent uh, Weinbach." <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh huh. Um, should we talk U- about some of the? Okay, go on. USSR. Yeah. USSR. Listen, listen to that fast. I like this part. Yeah. Yeah. This. Yeah, I like that part. That kind of really captures the essence of the sort of zany side of, of Russians. You know? you know what's funny is most songs that have an Asian country as the title or they had take place in an Asian country, they yeah. have that Asian sound as yeah. evidenced Asian, yeah. in our Asian episode. Yeah, the, Yeah, it's got that oriental flavor. But this... It's just, I mean, I do think of St. Petersburg somewhat, but it could be just a, a it could have been, it could have been for any, this could be Daytona. I, well, no, you know, me, I think, see, when I hear that, that one part, you know, the one part we just heard, I think of, I think of Gorbachev, you know, <laughs> dancing the, in that Russian kind of way, you know, at the end of Street Fighter 2, you know? <laughs> You know what I mean? It's I can't I can imagine Russian guys dancing that way like this. Let's, let's check it out. Imagine that low kind of kicking dancing. You know? That's some low kick, low kicking kind of music right there. Why didn't they give Zangief a family? Why did they not? Yeah. Because he stood for politics. That's so funny. They just show... I mean, he's dancing with Gorbachev. Uh, well, you know, every every uh, fighter has a different story. You know, his story, he's not in it for... He's not playing for the family. He's playing for his country. Yeah, but you may, it makes it seem like he has no family. No, his family is all of the USSR, you know. he's It's one big happy family. I don't know about that. I think he's lonely. No, it's his... Gorbachev is his, is like a kind of that's his dad basically. <laughs> I mean he's everybody's dad, you know what I mean? <laughs> Gorbachev was Father Russia for a little while. The USSR under communism is about everyone is your brother and sister. Right. Or something like that. Well you're all comrades. Comrades, exactly. Yeah. You're all brothers. You remember at the end of um, I don't know. We probably talked about this on the podcast before, but you remember at the end of um, of Rocky Four, um, it just so ridiculously becomes a a, a political situation right. at the end, right. and if basically I can you can change. We can all change. Yeah, somehow Rocky Balboa by beating Drago, he he ends communism in Russia. Right. That's what happens actually at the yes. end. Isn't that weird? Yes. Somehow, well, no, somehow Rocky. <laughs> Rocky, by winning that fight, he ends communism. <laughs> Wait, so does Zangief? He, ex- I mean, communism wins in this case. Well, he stands for communism. Something like that. No, he totally stands for. Com- Isn't that the hammer and sickle on his chest? Oh, he has a tattoo. Or oh, his hair. Oh, his hair. His hair. Oh, it's shaved. It's sh- his hair is shaved into a, a <laughs> hammer and sickle. Hammer, hammer and sickle. Am I crazy? Am I making that up? Or is that just my fantasy? I don't know. It's both. <laughs> um, my my fa- my fantasy involves um, 
Gorbachev's birthmark, <laughs> which is in the shape of a. Uh, in the shape of what? Oh no, Zangief's chest is just. It's a hair, just a patch. <laughs> it's, it's a patch of hair. It's like a toupee on his chest. He must shave. Zangief must shave. If he just has hair right there and nowhere else. If someone has that much hair in the middle of their chest, you know they have a hairy back or hairy deltoids. Well, yeah, he he, that's that's called the um the what is it called the uh, the runway or something like that. Right. That's the that's the Russian runway. Is it probably the runway? Sha- probably shaved. Oh no, no, landing strip, landing strip. That's what I right. meant. It's a landing strip. That's the the that's the yeah. That's the chest landing strip. Probably learned it when he was playing beach volleyball. Actually, I'm going to look it up right now, too. Super Spike V-Ball. Are you looking it up right now? I'm looking at pictures of Zangief right now. Let me check him out real quick. Look, look, he's just got a hairy I want to check out that chest real quick. It's abnormally hairy. You know, that's more of a sort of a helicopter pad, landing pad (laughs) kind of a thing. Actually, you know what? Now, Now I actually want to look up real quick. I just want to look up Gorbachev's, um, uh, his, his, his head, his, his, uh, his birthmark, you know? Let's see. Yeah, his birthmark looks like it was, um, shaved into the shape of, uh, I don't know. Kind of a, almost a sickle, almost a hammer and sickle kind of. Actually, it looks like a hammer, actually, almost. Right? It kind of looks like Florida, though, a little bit, actually. With some islands there, you know? Right. That's Florida right there. Florida, baby. Yeah, it is interesting how um, unhairy he is besides the chest. He's got a lot of chest hair. Well, I was saying he probably learned to shave when he was playing playing V-ball on the beaches. Oh, yeah, that's how they tra- he trained. He did all his training on, on the beaches of Daytona. He's trying to make that body look good on the beach. He's got right. that beach body. That's, that's probably what they they told him. To do Actually, that's wanted. that. You know, he he's wearing what the suit he would use when he went into the water at the, at the beach too. Actually, that's why he's wearing a speedo. Actually, because he was actually was a total beach beach boy. He's a beach bum. Actually, that's good. That part's good. I like that part. Um. All right, so next up is uh, I'm going to move on finally to a non-8-bit track. This is a Super Famicom game, Shin SD Sengokuden Daishogun Retsuden. And um, the SD, of course, uh, stands for Super Deformed. And um, this is, uh, we're going to hear Battlefield 5, and the composers on this are Michiya Hirasawa, and uh, Tsukushi Sasaki. And uh, yeah, this is Battlefield 5 from Shin SD Sengokuden Daishogun Retsuden. And by the way, this is. Did you stop recording? No. This is a, a track from. Uh, that I discovered for on the uh, one of the Darren Deluxe uh, CDs, mixes, or not mixes, but um, compilations.
Shin SD Sango Kuden Daishogun Retsuden for the Super Famicom. Music by Michia Hirasawa and Tsukushi Sasaki. This is Battlefield 5. And uh, I really like the second part here. This part is really cool here. She's got this kind of cool openness to it, you know. Closing out my set. No, no, no. I think you have one more. You have two more, I mean. How many have I played already? I played one. You've played five. Two, three, four. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Oh, I knew I knew that. I was just telling you what I was going to close my set with. I mean, I, I believed you when you were, said you were coming down to the wire. Because and then I said, I'm going to close my set with... And I was going to tell you, but before but, we get to my closing set. Right, but you, you were just going to say what you were going to close your set with, but that you weren't going to close your set just yet. No, no. I'm going to go with Shadow Blasters. To close or to not? To not close. Not close, not okay. Close. Okay, yeah. I so am shadow. not, not close ready. <laughs> uh-huh. This is by composer Kim Songdong. Kim uh-huh. Songdong. All right, yeah. Round two, street. Round five, forest. So it appears two times in the game. Yes. And I think it's, uh, I guess, appropriate that you're playing this track after a track that I discovered from um, the, the last track I discovered from the Darren Deluxe yes. compilation. And I was absolutely going to give credit where credit is due. I want no part of playing Time Lord. Thank you very much. <laughs> Darren Deluxe, thank you. I salute you. With Shadow Blasters. Uh, just to clarify, Rob found out about this track through one of those CDs as well, those Darren Deluxe compilations. Yes.
Round 2 Street or Round 5 Forest. And that is a Sega Genesis game. Shadow Blasters. And the composer is Kim Song Dong. This part reminds me of a group by the name of Wolf Mother. Oh, really? Wolf Mother song. Uh huh. This is my favorite. I love this. Legacy music. No, not really. That didn't really translate. Also, and also, just it also didn't translate because um because of the delay. Yeah. Oh, it's just not a good transition. Not not a good transition. You weren't. No, you know what it was? It was like you um misplaced a a block. You know. <laughs> and, you know, you, it's like you have to get out of it somehow, you know? But did you see what I was trying to do? When you do it. Yeah, watch. Legacy Music Hour. Okay. Kind, of, kind of a thing, or you know? L-M-H. That's yeah, yeah, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. All right, all right we'll, we'll get it on the next one. We'll get it on the next one. Here we go. <laughs> we'll get it on the next one. I'm serious. how you do it on the Legacy Music Hour. By the way... Um, I wish you could have done it with me, actually. I know. I know. It would have been a lot of fun. Let's do it. Let's try it. What were you going to say, though? Um, we ran into some, some old friends at the Portland Retro Gaming Fest. Wait, hold on, hold on. You get ready. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. I was really glad to Look. see... Oh, here we go. L-M-H-N-D. Say it again. You're glad to Ar- see who? Arcade Andy. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. Ran into Arcade Andy. He also... Uh, Griffin. User Griffin was in the oh, mix. Yeah, tearing Griffin. up the floor. The dance floor. And then uh, we saw um, user Nathan and um, Spencer, I think. Oh, and uh, Kelsey. Kelsey, yeah, Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey. Kelsey, um... Whose brother apparently wanted to challenge me. That was Nathan. That was Nathan. Oh, that was Nathan. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was Kelsey. Th- yeah. No. 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 His his brother is Nathan. Oh. Who, okay, who I mentioned. Okay. Yeah. All right, Rob. You ready? Let's do this. LMH. Ready? LMH. Almost. Almost. You almost had it, actually, Rob. I think here's what I'll do. I'm gonna hum it. Ah. I'm gonna no no you can hear it actually but you were almost there you're just late a little bit you're a little late just think of it like you got to do it earlier you know all right ready here it comes here it comes you ready yeah L L H no no you were way too late on that one <laughs> too late I thought I was early on that one um no you were late <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, uh, Nathan and Kelsey were brothers. Uh, uh, one last try, okay? One last try, here we go. It's coming right now. Here it comes. L-M-H. 
<laughs> so early. Oh, I was trying it was to like time. way too early. <laughs> and also, you went too fast too. Actually, that was good enough though. That was good actually. All right, that was good though. That was still good enough in a way. It was way too early though. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. L M H. Oh, you said the H at the same time as me. Actually, I think that was good. Almost. I'm going to move on to another Super Famicom game. This is uh, called Genju Ryoden. Uh, another Darren Deluxe fine. Toshio Okamoto is the name of the composer. And we're going to hear the track Do Monsters Dream? Do Monsters Dream? It's a question. Do Monsters Dream? You ever ask that, that friend of yours in your pocket? Uh, monster in my pocket. Yeah, you ever oh, ask him? Huh? Uh, you know, see, I wish. Nah. Hmm. If if he dreams, well, let's listen to this track and find out. Super Famicom, music composed by Toshio Okamoto, and this is called Do Monsters Dream. instruments that are going 
Brent. I'll tell you right now, this isn't how monsters dream. The what? This is not how monsters dream. Oh, you don't think that's how monsters dream? No way. How come? It's, it's too beautiful. <laughs> too beautiful. You don't think monsters are beautiful? Well, they don't dream like this. I mean, I don't know. There's different monsters, you know? Well, no. Unfortunately, the monsters you're thinking of, when they dream, it's... The music sounds more monstrous. <laughs> sounds more monstrous? Which is, which is music to their ears. Uh-huh. You see? Uh-huh. Is, this music to to your, is this music to your ears? Oh, this is music to my... This music is music to my ears. Mm-hmm. Is it music to more than just your ears? Mm, it's not hitting my B spot, but... It's hitting your E spot? Meaning your ears? What? Ear spot? <laughs> <laughs> is it hitting your E spot? It's nice. <laughs> I, I dreamed of this. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm a monster. I don't know. <laughs> you dreamed of that, huh? Okay. It, sounds, it reminds me of a dream or two I've had. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're a monster, then, yeah. All right. I would like to close out my set. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Panorama Cotton. Panorama Cotton mm-hmm. is the name of the game. Darren Deluxe is who I owe this to. Kenichi Hirata and Shigaharu Isoda. Those are the composers. Scenario one. The name of the track. L M H. Was that was that too late? <laughs> no, that was right on. That was right on. <laughs> This is a good track. 
I like this track a lot. This beginning reminds me of the Neverending Story. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of um, what Mickey Mouse game is it that I'm thinking of? Some Mickey Mouse Genesis game. And by the way, the um, upon further inspection, it looks like Kenichi Hirata did compose the music, and then Shigeharu Isoda did the uh, music driver and sound effects. So. Shiro, Ruins of Ilvanian. This is for the Super Famicom, another Darren Deluxe Fine. The composer on this is A. Suda, and uh, the track is Theme of Enemy 3. Ilvanian Noshiro, Ruins of Ilvanian. is Ilvanian Noshiro Ruins of Ilvanian Super Famicom A. Suda is the composer and this is Theme of Enemy 3 and uh, yeah I like how there's these kind of grace notes or something that are in the in the in the sort of um, sounds kind of like an oboe or something fanfare kind of thing, you know? Well, that just about brings us to the end of this episode, Free Play 22, episode 170. And um, for a full track listing, you can go to LegacyMusicHour.com. And um, you can also comment on the episode there if you would like to sort of 
create or be a part of discussion on on the episode or on the music. And you can also contact us with questions or comments via email at gmail at legacymusichour at gmail.com. 281-SONIC-91. Page me. <laughs> That's the number to call if you prefer texting or um, actual voice messages. And, um, yes. By the way, thanks to um, John, who submitted a VGM karaoke recording. Um, we'll, it, it's called Hips of Illusion, and we'll post that on the Facebook page, which is, you can also visit. Um, I think it's Legacy Music. I think it's Facebook.com slash LegacyMusicHour.com, or just Google it, and you'll find it. And um, but yeah, thanks to John who submitted a, a VGM karaoke. I think for the first time, uh, first time submission for him. And uh, yeah, Hips of Illusion. Look out for that. We'll post that on Facebook. And um, you can also um, go find the podcast on iTunes and rate and review it, um, because the more that that happens, the more it, um, uh, or even just ratings, you know, if you rate it, it will, um, you don't have to go through the trouble of a review, but it will um, help more people know about the program and thus know more about this underrated music. Um, So next month will be probably another um, free play episode free play 23 and um, I think that's about it right we're good okay Uh, to close we're going to hear from a Super Nintendo game Hook based on the major motion picture Hook which I don't think should be called Hook because it's not really about Captain Hook. It's about it's about um, Peter Pan coming back. It should be called Pan. Um, and um, isn't there a movie called Pan that just came out, which is um, about a young Peter Pan and a young Captain Hook and how they used to be friends? And I have this whole story that I I um, came up with and wrote a screenplay uh, based on uh, uh, I don't know about fifteen years ago. And it was um, it was about how it was kind of a Captain Hook origin story, and I it was kind of an origin story and also just a sort of a post Peter Pan story about Captain Hook, and I call that Hook because it's really actually about Hook. And um, I don't know now this movie Pan is kind of bothering me that the, it's kind of has some similarities, but you know I guess that's um, that's that's show business. So. Um, Hook Super Nintendo. We're gonna hear this is uh, we're gonna hear Hook's ship, and the composers are Tetsuya Furumoto and Katsunori Ujie, and that's gonna um, close it out for us. Um, our engineer is Gabe Castro. Um, our host is is Trevor Ames um, and uh, I think that's that's it right my name is Brent Weinbach I am Rob F. Switch the name of the program is the Legacy Music Hour thank you for listening